Kappa Kappa podcast with Cat Rice. And you were uh, talking about bands. You, well, like you were saying earlier, you uh, were hanging out with the guys from uh, Machine Head when yeah. they played. Yeah, yeah. They played um, in Scotland, wasn't it? They f- yeah. Yeah, yeah. Played a few intimate venues and stuff. Are you? Um, have you always been a fan of Machine Head? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Are they one of your favourites? Is it on your list? <laughs> Yeah, they're de- definitely, definitely. If you say, "Oh, give me top ten favorite bands," like Machine Head, definitely be up there. Um, I should, I should add that I got, I got into metal because of basically sharing a room with my little brother. He was into it first. Um, so I was just like, kind of, kind of forced to listen to the bands that he was listening to, and it didn't. I don't know for whatever reason, it didn't resonate with me at first, but then. I consider myself quite hyperactive and yeah yeah just further than the line i just found a connection with the music it gave me like a a, a rush uh, i remember I remember listening to the, the self-titled uh Slipknot album the first album on the, like a portable cd player at the back of the school bus mm-hmm. uh, there was a song surfacing and you got a kind of really gradual build up and then you know kicks in fast bit I remember when that happened and then it gave me a rush that was me kind of hooked on metal for life so Machine Head were one of the bands that um, David my brother was listening to Burning Red album so yeah that, that got me into them and then I, then I got, the, yeah, got the chance to see them at the Barrowlands and then we fast forward like many years later and there's the uh, pit, pit troll picked up a following and then rob rob starts to notice this t-shirt at gigs so always giving me a shout out and then i get a chance to hang out with him uh, after the show yeah we've kind of kept in touch ever since like, those, those guys follow me on my, on, on my platforms and everything. i get to chat to them when they're not on tour it's really cool that's really cool that's really cool i um were you we probably were at the um anniversary of their uh, one of their albums in Manchester where they played at the Victoria Warehouse. Yeah, they had uh, so they had Chris Contos and Logan Mader there. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh that was really good. It was like a two and a half hour set, honestly. It kept going forever. <laughs> and I was just like I was just so tired at the end. I'm like, <laughs> I really want to stay till the end. But I had such a like uh, a busy day that day as well. Um, but I think that was the last time I saw him. I didn't go to to the others, um, any like recent ones um, yeah. at the moment. But I think that was the last the last time I saw him, and it was such a great gig as well. It felt so special to be there for that. Yeah, to be a part of it, you know, they make you feel included almost. It feels like you are welcomed to the stage as well, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think you touched on it earlier on about, about Rob saying he doesn't like doing the festival sets because mm-hmm. there's a lot of work and you get to play for maybe an hour unless you're a headliner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, as, a, as a reaction to that, that's when they started doing an evening with machines. You're getting like a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour set. You really are getting your money's worth, you know. You are, absolutely. No, I don't think there's, I don't think there's a lot of bands that, that, that do that, you know, do that kind of service to the fans. There isn't no. Um, they they really connect with their fans, and I really like that. I really like that kind of band and uh, connecting with fans. You, you've got other bands like you know Killswitch Engage as well. Yeah. Um, 
I've uh, I've been a big fan like for a very long time. I think I was more I was really into the well was <laughs> they say was I was still like stuck in the early two thousands new metal emo scene. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, um, but yeah, kills kill switch. It was like the the big thing at the time, the big bands, and still from like the MySpace times. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh God, MySpace. How old am I? <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember MySpace. I remember Bieber was off. Yes, I remember that. I wasn't into it. I think it was just too basic for me. I liked MySpace because it had music, you know, where you could just uh, attach music to your profile. And I would try and find, I did the whole like, t- I don't know, like late teenager thing, like found the most offensive music, the um yeah try to find the most offensive music i could find and put it on my profile uh yeah. or like really heavy or anything that pissed people off or whatever and then just make it like onto the profile and uh do you remember even having like um like uh if you could see like your your myspace or um b-boy profile now yeah how would that make you feel nostalgic or a little bit like maybe a bit cringe involved <laughs> See, I don't, I don't remember really getting into to MySpace with people. Um, I remember yeah, people used to make a big deal out of like uh, if you if you give like people love. Um, oh my god! Yes, it was so cringe. You'd find like so many weirdos on there as well. Yeah, like really like creepy old men. I remember <laughs> as a you know as as a, a young woman, it was just a bit weird you yeah. know it was a bit weird to have these people like you're pretty i like your picture can i have your phone number like no go away shoot yeah, you're like you're old enough to be my grandpa <laughs> right so just... I, ne- I never i never really got into the i never really got into the, like the, the the whole you know the chat rooms the whole msn thing you i did because know, i was a lonely person gamma, I was gamma, only, gamma, yeah. you could like um you could face that kind of like harassment there as well, whether you're a man or a woman. Yeah, anyone. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but like growing up, I was just a bit, because I was, I don't know, I was more of a loner. I think it's like because of social anxiety as well. Like it's like, oh, I'm by myself again. But then I go outside, it's like, oh, there's people, I better hide. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I still remember, still am a little bit. Remember like Napster or Live? Oh whatever. yes, the like, way you could uh, download piracy, music. <laughs> that was the only way I could afford music. <laughs> to be honest, even like nowadays, like I've, to be honest, like nowadays, I prefer MP3 downloads because of first of all, I don't have space for to keep CDs and stuff like that. Yep. But also because CDs are made of plastic as well. Yep. And because they're made of plastic, I'd rather not use it because then if it's scratched, you know, if it's scratched or if it breaks, I need to throw it away. And then again, plastic is not good for the environment. So I prefer to have things di- I digital. I haven't, I haven't, I'll, you know, some of the reasons I also haven't picked up on the whole, <clears throat> the vinyl craze. Um, I don't like. I, I don't don't necessarily buy into the the idea that the vinyl sounds sounds better. You know. 
I think for a lot of people is a nostalgic thing rather than quality. Yeah. I think it just sounds like as a, oh, I'm a proper like audio nerd. You know, for me, if it starts sounding a bit crackly or just a little bit like sped up, even the tiniest bit or slowed down, like for me, it's just like, no, I can't listen to it because it's not the way the music was intended to be played and heard. So they're pretty. They're really pretty, but they're expensive as well. They're really pretty. It's just a nice thing to collect if you are into that thing. But I thought about it and I thought, oh, I might get one and see what we you know but then I've yeah just, don't, don't get me wrong I, I maybe I maybe feel I maybe somewhat nostalgic you know listen my, my parents had a, a vinyl record player and used to I remember you know when you put the put the needle down you used to get that like yeah. crackly sound before the music kicks in so um I'm, trying to, I'm honestly trying to remember what what, uh, what records they had on vinyl there's definitely a couple of Queen albums yeah, that's how I first got to hear Queen was through my parents. Same here. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, well, my my mum was really into like Michael Bolton, uh, mm. but not me. Um, but I remember my first memory of listening to rock music and watching was uh, watching the um, performance that Queen put at the uh, Live Aid. You know, the most iconic like performance. Yeah. And uh, seeing Freddie just being just so like just open and free singing those lyrics and you could feel it as well. And you see the audience just reacting I've, to everything. I've developed, I've developed a huge amount of respect for Rami Malik as an actor. Um, he's, I remember the first time I ever watched Beaming Rhapsody at my buddy's house. He says, right, I need to show you this. So straight after. You put the YouTube video on, but it, it splits the screen, and then you've got the 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 Bohemian Rhapsody live, like the Live Aid kind of scenes, and you've got the actual Live Aid performance with Freddie, and like they mirror each other. Like so, Rami must have studied like so incredibly hard to be able to, you know, to pull that off. And it was amazing. It's a job. Right? It was so that's like my first memory of listening to rock music and just watching you know someone perform and think to myself oh my god when i'm when i'm a grown up i want to watch a band play <laughs> and be amongst the the people and feel what those people were feeling at the time they looked like they were having a really good time yeah even though it was a bit mad <laughs> it was really it just—it looked scary at first with so many people, but you could feel feel it really. Yeah, and that's what I like about gigs, because yeah. honestly, I go to a supermarket. If someone touches me, I'm like, "Uh, what are you doing?" Or if they're too close, like, "What are you doing?" But a gig, if I'm in a mosh pit, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, you know, like that's I think that that's something that was very hard on people during the lockdowns when gigs when gigs were off. You know, and then uh, I think. Remember right, um, Slam Dunk, Slam Dunk North. Not this year, but last year was actually my first, my first gig back after the lockdowns. Like I didn't, I didn't go to a small show or anything first. Like that was that was the first show back, and you know, an amazing lineup as well. So. It was, yeah, it really was. I went this year. 
Yeah, I'm trying honestly. Like I've been to so many things. I'm trying to trying to think. There's been like tickets that I've had for like years now. Um, I remember buying my, uh, you know, the band I Prevail. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, they put their tickets up for sale back in 2019. And so 2020, it was for 2020. So 2020 didn't happen. 2021 didn't happen. 2022 didn't happen. So it's going to be 2023 now in March. So I've had tickets since 2019 for that gig. And I need to go and find it because I don't know where it is now. Do you like uh, True Power, the new album? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's very good. But I still... I don't know. I, I I like it. I think it's really, really good. But I prefer the older stuff. I don't know why. I just felt like it was a bit more raw. It just feels yeah. a little bit more um, commercial and crowd-pleasing, if that makes sense. But then again, if yeah. you want to progress in your career, you have to cater for your customers. Yeah. It's the business, after all. Somewhere along the line, I think that's what happened with and this isn't a dig at them. I think that's somewhere along. That's what happened with Parkway Drive. Indeed. Parkway Drive, like the older stuff, like much, like much more aggressive. Um, it was more like, I don't know, like punch you know, they, 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 neighbor they in the face. Up, they picked up like a, a reasonably big, big following with, with that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, I think maybe someone on there they all had a conversation and said, yeah, we can keep making this kind of music, but, you know, we really, we really want to hit the big leagues and we need to... Just change it up a little bit. I the thing is, like, um, I've actually had this discussion with many people about the band uh, Bring Me the Horizon. Yeah. Um, so I've always been a big fan, you know. Um, however, I liked their stuff when they first started, you know, the whole like scream or death core thing, you know. I liked that. I liked that, you know, and uh, for them being quite you know, somewhat local. So I've been following their their career so far. Yeah. And then uh, obviously they got to a point where what they were doing wasn't really working. So they had to look at changes and they grew up as well. Like so many things that we, we are musicians that we used to do when we were like 20 that now we're on late thirties, we don't do anymore. We've evolved. So it's like, it's like in music business as well, but uh, it's like, you know, you find things that you like yeah. and then you mix into your, you know, the things that you're doing, then you create a new sound and you oh. lose a thousand followers, but you gain a million. He's laughing to the bank. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he's all the way cashing the checks. I I will admit I was, I was, I was one of those people that, um, initially kind of hated on uh, Bring Me The Horizon. Like it was a, I was a bit of a, like, I know, I know this, this word can be overused nowadays, but a bit of a, a bit of a sheep in regards to like, um, hate, hating on the band and probably, probably, uh, given, given Ollie a hard time in particular. Um, but through, again, through, through petrol, you get, you get to speak to certain people. I've never met Ollie or any of the Bring Me The Horizon guys themselves, but I've met people who I trust like who have um, toured with them or hung out with them, hi, whatever, and they said like you know he doesn't doesn't deserve all the all the bad press that he gets. He's actually not a bad guy. So then then I start uh, then I start like listening to more of their music, and I'm like, you know what? 
this yeah this is hitting some notes for me like okay i'm not afraid to admit this now and yeah now 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 i, I do probably probably regularly include them in my, in my dj sets as well mm-hmm. yeah i i just think that yes there were albums that weren't really my thing you know that i was just like but then i went and re-listened and i'm just like this is quite catchy i quite like it you know like when yeah. ammo came out it was just everyone was like, oh, my God, they've turned pop and blah, blah, blah. However, they did a very, very clever business thing. They've released something new. OK, something that you would then um, get get the more younger fans. Yeah, because that was that kind of sound was what was popular at the time. Yeah. And then especially with the, you know, with the birth of tiktok and uh, people making using music for videos and that sort of thing so they became more popular they got more people from like the uh, let's say from the pop side yeah okay and young in the younger generation oh god how old am i again the younger generation you know and uh, so now like i said before even though they've they could have lost like a thousand followers but they gained 10 million or more so it was a very clever you know, very, very clever business move. And also Ollie uh, and Jordan and stuff, they write together. And what Ollie dedicated that album to his wife. His wife is Brazilian. And Amo comes from, uh, like, the word love. Okay. So uh, it, there's a whole of, there's a song that he dedicated to his wife called Mother Tongue. So... Uh, he's talking about his love for his wife and all that stuff. And I think that's lovely. You yeah. know, I think that's lovely. And I a lot of people are going to relate to that. So I haven't watched the, I haven't watched the performance in full, but there's the, the videos of them headlining uh, Redden uh, a couple of weeks ago. And based upon that, there's now more people saying that they, they're definitely a future headliner for downloads. And I would, I would agree with that. Oh, a hundred percent. Not be, you know, not because of that, that I like them. It's just because of the. I've been to a few of their shows, and I went to see them at Sheffield and Hull when they were doing the like UK tour. And honestly, like the shows w- were absolutely incredible. You know, from the um, the setting as well, the lights, even dancers. You know. The yeah. dancers, everything else. Like what what other like you know alternative band has dancers? Right? Cheerleaders. Who does that? And then they tried it and it works. The shows well, are absolutely incredible. Monomarf had they had Vikings the other night. Two guys come out and beat the shit out of each other. Not quite the same thing, but had someone like uh, a, a, a while ago, like dance on stage, dance on stage. And there's like 10 of them on the band as well. Like they played Manchester Apollo, which is that that uh, stage is tiny. And I'm like, how are they going to fit there with everyone? Crazy. I've seen those guys a couple of times. Uh, one, 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 one time being when they supported uh, Devil Driver. And I, I'll, I'll admit, I didn't know what to expect when they came out on stage and they've got like the, the violins and the flute hardy-gurdy. And I was like, what's going on here? Uh, and then... Uh, then they start playing, you know, and you're like, oh, whoa. 
I've never seen folk metal up until this point. So I wasn't uh, familiar until well, I knew of it, I spoke about it, but I wasn't like really into it, if I'm honest, until I saw Eluviti supporting Lacuna Coil one of these years. And I was just like, oh my god, I love them now. Yeah. There's the there's the guy with the, the dreads. Um he's got some some awesome vocals as well. Love uh, it. <laughs> at that point I was like okay yeah this is this is cool like I can dig a bit of full metal yeah it's um it's a lot of fun I, I like it when bands don't take themselves seriously yeah you know it's just like well I know but let's just have a bit of fun you know it's fine let's have a lot of fun and, and so, so I like that and um are you familiar with the band Rushkaya uh no you need to check them out I'll send you a link Okay. But they, yeah, yeah. So they do like a lot of uh, like folk metal, but with a bit of a twist. His okay. accent is very Russian as well. I love it. And uh, there's a, there's lots going on there. And uh, honestly, like it's a lot going on there. And let me see if I can find. Uh, I'll have a look. I'll send you a text anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll send you a message about it. But it was just like so cool to stand they do like covers and stuff like that. They did the um, like a Katy Perry cover as well. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's the thing. That's the thing I love about uh, I love about uh, I love about metal uh, is that there's so many so many different genres and subgenres out there. Um, like with uh, Bloodywood from India. They're you know, so good. Yeah. You seen them before? Uh, not yet, no. Uh, but I love the fact that they can mix uh, uh, metal with Bollywood and, and other like, aspects of Indian culture, and it just it just works so well. They use all these like you know traditional Indian instruments, and I love yeah. it. And then they mix it with metal. So they started as like a you know um, a Rage Against the Machine tribute band, and they they called it Raj Against the Machine. <laughs> Okay. Right. So they played all these different songs. And they also did like parodies on YouTube. So, and they would play lots of different covers and stuff. And then they started doing their own thing. And that's what I love about them is they started and they were doing these videos and stuff, just, just having fun. Yeah. And then they got invited to play a festival. The guys, they only had released like three songs. Yeah, the rest were like covers and stuff. Didn't have, like, they were completely unsigned. They didn't have a manager. They didn't have anything, really. It was just them. And they got invited to play a massive festival as well. Uh, Vakan, I think it was. Okay. Yeah. They got invited, and the, so many people just come to see them. Okay? They didn't expect anything. And now they are touring the world. And they still, they just released a new album. Okay, yeah. but they and they just signed with somebody, so they're doing really well. But this all started like what maybe three years ago, and uh, it's like it takes or used to take a band at least like between five and ten years to become famous, you yeah. know, to become famous, as in like everyone knowing about them within the uh, you know the rock and metal community. So, yeah. but now with the power of YouTube and TikTok, more bands are getting that kind of exposure. Yeah. 
though, well, with Bloody Wood, what was amazing to see, it was just the power of music and the power of like the word of mouth as well. Because yeah. it's like, look, look at this video. And the, this just sounds so different that everyone wanted to know. And I want to see them. It's, uh, you know, Rebellion. Yeah, Manchester. Yeah, Manchester yeah. yeah. Went to see my Rebellion. And, you know, Rebellion is quite small. Um, went to see them. And they were so good. Everyone was like dancing and trying to be re- really respectful, as in like, you know, the traditional like Bollywood dancing with the hands and stuff like that, you know. But people were having a really good time and doing that dance, but being really respectful at the same time. Yeah. And I found that amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm dying. I think they're, they're playing, uh, they're playing Car House. Uh, some some point next uh some point next year so mm-hmm. definitely definitely go check them out is there any other bands that you'd like to see live that i haven't seen yet oh mm-hmm. oh hang on i will i will cheat no no it's okay <laughs> go refer, refer to this, um for spotify see yeah yeah it's fine uh, bad omens. Yes, bad yeah, omens. Straight away, I picked up there. Um, there's alien weaponry from New Zealand. Like yes, I, I know them. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, uh, I've, I've seen them from a distance. I download. I don't count that though, because that, that's not been. It's not been up close. It's not been in the pit either. So. Oh. You know, that's the petrol did not take, uh, you know, it did not descend that one. <laughs> <laughs> There's a band from Australia called Alpha Wolf. Yes, they're absolutely amazing. Yeah. They collaborated with uh, Holding Absence, am I correct? Yeah. I think they've got a song together, Alpha Wolf. I'm sure they do. Well, the, the, they're, they're actually they're actually touring UK uh, next week, but I, I can't go see them because purely spending all this time on machine head i need to uh i need to uh, like be an adult for a little while and like earn some money and- i know i know i know <laughs> the feeling so i have to miss them like and they're, they're, yeah they're touring with polaris polaris are a headline i'm there. off to see polaris yes i'm off to see polaris and well, uh, yeah and them alpha, alpha was one of the opening bands so you get to see them too and there's a band from scotland uh, called nishima yeah. Nishima, yes, Liam. I know Liam. Yeah, he's yeah. A, uh, a fellow Total Rock presenter. I'm in. I'm in one of their music videos. Uh, I'm in. I'm in the Caving In video. Yeah, I was told. Well, I've, like all, all this time, and I've still not managed to see them, which I feel, I'm feeling quite uh, uh, annoyed about. Uh, it pleases me to say, like most of the bands on my list that I've seen, so. Oh, that's yeah, that's good, ain't it? Oh, Rage Against the Machine. I was meant to see them two weeks ago, but they can't. Um, yeah, they, they cancelled. <laughs> yeah. uh, Bloody Wood, obviously. Yeah. Bloody Wood, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm also sad because I'm, look, I'm looking through and there's there's some of the bands on this list that have uh, they've since split up. Oh, I know. Um, I know, right? We were talking about folk metal. There's a band called from Finland called Korpaklani. Korpaklani, yes. Yes, I know. Metal, they're the ones to see. You know? Definitely. They're on my list. I've never seen them. Uh, 
There's a German band called uh, We Butter the Bread with Butter. Yeah, We Butter the Bread with Butter. They yeah. are German, uh, like, you know, deathcore, metalcore bands and uh, along the likes of, uh, you know, like Ele- Electric Callboy, yeah. which I'm off to see in a few days' time. Oh, where are they playing? They are playing at Nottingham, Newcastle, uh, Manchester, and other dates. And they also have a date for London next year. For I should, should maybe look at the dates from Newcastle and see if I can, can maybe make that one. Because uh, obviously I'm, I'm only maybe about two hours or so from Newcastle. So Yeah, yeah. But uh, I sadly, I think it's sold out, you know. Well, um, Kevin, I'll send you videos. It's all right. Kevin and me are hooked up on Instagram, so I can. Really oh just... yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't um, like doing. Alex and I will add for the benefit of your viewers. I don't like doing this, but I can maybe. Send no, no, we name drop. I've interviewed uh, Nico. Well, not right. just was the name drop, but like basically being a cheapskate and saying, "Hi, Kevin, can I get guest list, please?" Yeah, you let you in. It's fine. Um, Hook let's... us up. It's all right. No, I think I think uh, from the bands on the list, I think that's I've I've seen all the others, so that's quite good. That's yeah, that's a pretty good list, though. Is there anything you've got coming up? Uh, well, I got. I won't be. I won't be at the uh, for love of horror. Um, unfortunately, this year because they're not doing a scare me. So they're doing a. They're doing a massive kind of cinema thing. Oh, okay. But I, mean, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, but the, what I got told is they want to expand the event next year and make it bigger. So then they said they'd rediscuss doing a scare maze next year. Oh, okay. It's a shame because Corey Taylor is one of the, was one of the main guests this year. So, you know. We'll... Yeah, because he's been getting into, he's been producing stuff, isn't he? Like uh, yeah. like horror, um, horror movies and whatever. He's actually doing a he's actually doing a live performance, an acoustic performance on the Friday. So that would have been, you know, it would have been like after after we'd done that, cool. I would have been I would have been like that to to Neil, the the, uh, the one of the managers. Is there any chance we could just like you know, hang back over here and just watch the show? You know, <laughs> I know, but you I'm know, making like... myself, I'm making myself sound like a like an horrific freeloader here. No, honestly, if you. <laughs> You know, high cost of living, mate. If you can get in there for free, why not? I, I will add though that uh, I don't, I don't ever, like, I don't ever expect this to come for free. I'm always, I'm always more than happy to, like, I don't know, do a favor for the band. Like, yeah, you know, sort of listen. I've got the car. Is there anywhere you want to go check out in the city? You know, yes. On your taxi. Like I, d- I do that, yeah. Not not the driving bit, but like, um, if it is like a. a unsigned and like underground band and they're not like getting that much money then i will you know even if i have like press guests or whatever i will pay the ticket or if i don't have to pay for a ticket i'll go to the merch stand yeah make sure that i always get something from them you know um or like donate something i try to do that but um i'll tell you what like if i was to get like guest list for like iron maiden which is not gonna happen anyway but <laughs> for iron maiden or whatever like i'd be yeah yeah get me in there i'm sure they've got enough money <laughs> yeah. of a kiss I, or whatever I, I, I don't mind i don't mind getting i don't mind hand getting hands-on like in t- terms of like behind the scenes stuff 
I used to work local crew, so so if you need a if you need a hand with the if you need an extra pair of hands for the load in load out, obviously that's no problem. The other night with Machine Head in Dundee, the uh, the security was really lax, like and there was like it was it was it was getting really sketchy. It was looking like people were gonna get hurt when they were crowd surfing. So I I, I jumped behind the barrier. I did it. I did it. I did it for the for pretty much the whole night. So. And you know, I don't, I don't expect paid for that. You know, not with all the, all the, all the kindness they've shown me. You know. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. They're just like the <laughs> the nicest people in the business as well. Yeah, they really are. They're so I humble. To, uh, I actually, when I drove up to Inverness from Machine Head on the, the the Thursday afternoon, I was actually meant to be there earlier, but I had car troubles. So I messaged Jared and said, "Look, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like delayed. I should be up there by about tea time, though." And it ended up working out okay because he's like, listen, this is what I'm thinking. Sunset Swim in Loch Ness. And I was like, okay, I can do that. Right. Just let me stop off at uh, Matalan on the way up and I'll get some swimming trunks and a towel. Uh, and when I say it was one of the coolest experiences of my life, I mean that literally, like the water was freezing. <laughs> really? But very, you know, ve- you know a, a great memory. Like I shall say, like taking taking a dip in Loch Ness with Jared and uh, and Vogue as well. <laughs> I'm just sort of like just imagining it all. Like what? that is weird. Isn't it? Well, I've been trying to get some pictures from uh, from Jern, their videographer guy, because he was uh, he was filming the whole thing. That's mental. Do yeah. you have any other like uh, stories like that? Yeah. I can think of. Uh, well, I did. I did take. I did take Rob Flynn and Chris Contos and um, Chris's wife in uh, my my tiny little Fiat Punto oh, academy no. to the the cat house. You know, so the they were they were traveling in style. Right? <laughs> we'll have you know <laughs> this teeny teeny wheely little car. How did you get in though? Like, how do you drive it? It's all. Cause you're like what, nearly seven foot. Let's how, how did you get in? Uh, <laughs> it was it was it was a squeeze at times. I'll tell you, <laughs> especially with Carload. <laughs> um, like crazy stories. But oh, yeah, I suppose getting to getting to sing on on stage with Five Finger Death Punch is a. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was that just random, or was it like? Pre- yeah, so I went to see them asked. in Glasgow at the Hydro, and then I, I kind of. Based on like the last time I'd seen them, I knew Ivan was going to pull people out of the crowd uh, during our motherfucker burn. And then all of a sudden he was like, yeah, one last guy, the pit troll. I was like, oh! I guess he pays off, like, you know, it's a good thing that you're so tall and then you've got, like, your T-shirt as well. So you stand yeah. out, don't you? Yeah. You know, whenever you want to get involved, it's like, pick me, where's other people? I have to have signs, like, <laughs> can I go on stage? <laughs> like Green Day, Green Day do that a lot. They bring people up on stage, and uh, yeah. I don't know if you've seen footage, but uh, I went to see him in like Huddersfield, and uh, which is the worst stadium ever. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> and I went to see I went to see Green Day after having this ticket for like nearly three years as well. Um, yeah, went to see Green Day, Weezer, Fall Out Boy, and uh, whoever else was supporting, and uh, Green Day. They're absolutely amazing. Um, their shows are really, really good. So they'll bring these uh, 
a fan on stage to sing with them and play the guitar and they yeah. get to keep the guitar, which yeah. I think is really cool. Yeah. But I was just like, I saw all these people with signs, but um, it depends depends on the venue sometimes uh but uh, they were able to get these signs and they were like pick me and I'm like pick me for what like what what are they doing I didn't know and then until I I saw these things happening in front of me and I'm like oh that's what it's for okay I want to be up there but I can't play guitar (laughs) I can't play any instrument I have kind of a kind of a story with Green Day uh in that this tour that happened recently uh, I was I was part of the security for the tour like two or three years ago when they played they were meant to play Glasgow mm. and uh, turn, turned up about it was about eight o'clock in the morning and like everyone was still going ahead as scheduled <laughs> and then we got to about midday uh, and we knew long before like all the public outside that uh, they basically pulled the plug on the gig said right yeah it's not happening so I was one of the lucky people that had to go out and tell like all the hundreds of people waiting outside that uh, that's it, gigs off, it's cancelled, go home. Oh, how did people take it? I have to say, like even though some people travelled from other countries, like people from Spain and Germany, I know, to, yeah. Um, I have to say, most of them were upset, but they took the news really well. Uh, there's only a couple of people that started swearing in my face and all sorts of stuff. It's like <laughs> you just. Like, well, it's you not know. me if it's cancelled your gig. <laughs> you were just the person that was there to deliver the bad news. Yeah. Oh. One of the, that's, that's one of the joys of security work, you know. It is, I know. I, I won't be able to do it. I don't think I'd have the temper. Um, but I, I remember I put a big post out at the time um, because there was a, there was a, this kind of there was a lot of kind of hateful rhetoric being directed towards the band. And I was like, well, I'll, so I'll try and intervene here because I don't, I don't feel that's fair, you know, because I've seen from behind the scenes like what's been going on. Basically, behind like behind every artist, like, you know, especially at the level of Green Day, you got these teams of people. That's their job is to make shit happen, and it's it's their it's their decision, like for safety reasons and all sorts. They said like we can't, you know, the band cannot perform tonight. That is it, gigs off. Uh, and they, I, what I could, from what I saw, the, those people were also trying to make arrangements, you know, to get to get the operation up and running again. Um, and it just, you know, it just didn't work. It's really hard being a promoter. Yeah, it's really, really but hard. The, the promoter of that particular gig, I'm not sure if it if it's been resolved now, but there was there was an ongoing. Uh, legal dispute um, like so I think uh, a lot of people lost money and stuff oh so yeah I don't know if that's been fully resolved but I think the promoter of that he was one of the people caught up in that mm-hmm. it's really really difficult because especially now people aren't really buying gig tickets as, as, as such unless it's like established bands if you got, I know a lot of promoters that have put, you know, like, we're oh, doing this da, 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 with bands who are more towards like the, you know, the underground scene yeah. rather than established bands. Um, and uh, then it's just like people are just not buying the gig tickets anymore. But there's cost of living as well. Everything's yeah. like gone up. 
the price of petrol is yep. gone up. And also, obviously, you know, if when you're in the bands and you travel from one side to another, you need to get accommodation, food, everything's just gone up. And also venue fees have gone up because of the other costs. Yeah. And also people who were like, who bought tickets prior to COVID and things have gone rolled over would rather go to the uh, gigs that they already have tickets for rather than buying new ones. Yeah. That's what happened with me as well because of um, like, I'm going to give you an example, uh, Lamb of God tickets. Yeah. Like I said, but I prevail. Lamb of God tickets. I bought them ages ago. Yeah. And uh, there was another gig that got announced for the same day as Lamb of God. But I'm like, well, I've had these tickets for ages. So I can't just not go now. I've waited three years for this gig. Yeah. So there's another reason why I personally not buy another tickets. Well, there's 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 also the there's there's a lack of lack of confidence. I think in uh, still a lack of confidence, unfortunately, in gigs happening because what we've seen over the, the uh, you know okay lockdowns are over, but then gigs still end up being cancelled because bands say that they've run they've like possibly because of Brexit and stuff like that they've run into like logistical issues like they they can't literally can't get their gear from one from one country to to another yes um, and uh, there's also there's also there's still still the fear the fear of covid itself and um, that that's something that, that kind of really uh, upset me is because of you could argue like media mass media like hysteria and stuff there's people out there who like who might be afraid to leave like their front door like forever absolutely COVID specifically you know that, that's going to keep people away absolutely and people are still really scared of uh you know of getting COVID but COVID is no joke man I've had it twice hmm. it's no joke it's it's awful it's absolutely horrendous and if uh you know if anyone that's like in worse health than myself gets it there can be like you know it could yeah. be life-threatening so it's no joke it's not just like you know the the flu as people were saying at the time it's not just a flu like uh like a migraine isn't just a headache mm-hmm. um but yeah it's scary stuff it really is it was really scary but uh, i get it you know there's a lot of people that just um don't feel still do not feel safe going outside into the uh, you know into arenas and to you know other venues and stuff like that i get it I really do because I I was like that at first. I was like, oh, I don't want to get poorly because I got poorly. I got first round of COVID after a gig. I went to see, yeah, before lockdown happened, I went to see Bowling for Super, Brixton Academy. Yeah. And uh, there was a lot of people. And uh, and then I got home next day. I was just so, so bad, like really, really badly. And then I I figured out it was COVID. A few months later because i felt again i felt the, the exact same yeah but then i tested positive it was brutal well, i remember they, they did the they did the download pilot and i remember i remember i was, was more i was angry at the time because um it, it emerged that there was a paper basically trying to get trying to get dark trying to get like uh, mm. like numbers on how many people had like possibly been infected and all sorts of stuff and I was like listen like because I, I work closely with people that 
behind the scenes that pull this stuff together. Mm-hmm. And seeing like the hard the hardships that they've been through, like no of money, course. no gigs are on. And I was like, listen, the, the like the pilot's potentially going to save these people. Like I do feel for anybody that got ill, I honestly do. But the 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 pilot's possibly going to like be a resurrection for these people that work in events and rely on that for a source of income. And there's you, like the media, trying to spin a narrative, like you know, uh, like basically put all the focus on how many people got infected, and then that could possibly lead to, I don't know, further lockdowns or or, or, get, or, or gigs being postponed for longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, felt, think about it this way. Long thing to do. Think about it this way as well. Like when things went back to, well, quote unquote normal, um, and we could go to these places again, festivals yeah. and gigs and stuff like that. When it's like this, when Boris just went, it's okay, you go, child, you go. And uh, uh, we all went to festivals and went to like Bloodstock when I went. Yeah. And, um, and I got poorly as well, <laughs> COVID. So got get again, got COVID, and another like two to three thousand people got COVID as well. Mm-hmm. You know, there was yes, a lot of people got infected with COVID, but no fatalities, which is good. You know, no one's died. Yeah. It's good. Okay, we like that. Yeah. No death, please. And um, so it was good, but it's just something that it will happen. Yeah, it will happen again and again. Yeah. You know, it will do. But we've now we've got some sort of, well, you're not immune to these things anyway. But if we uh, we get vaccinated and, you know, that's an, obviously another podcast for another day. But it's uh, if, uh, you know, people treat this serious and get vaccinated and stuff like that against these diseases, then we're not going to get them as much and as often. OK, this is my opinion. Um, yeah. but, uh, I, yeah. I, I got, I got, I got, uh, I got, uh, got double vaccinated. I, t- uh, Same. I, I, would, I would encourage anybody, you know, seems, seems like a perfectly, perfectly, you know, reasonable, um, precaution. And obviously like wanting to go to gigs as well. And I'd feel awful personally. Anyway, this is my personal opinion. I would feel awful if I was ill and I would got somebody else ill and that person had like a you know a worse immune system than I do, and they yeah. got worse or died because of me. Imagine the guilt, yeah. you know. So I just went and got myself vaccinated, and I take precautions still. You know, I I still test myself every so often. If I go to gigs, I want to make sure that if I feel a bit iffy, I want to make sure that I don't have corona because if i do i'm not going to go to that gig just because it's okay yeah right it's just like look you 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 were not going to go to a gig or somewhere if you had like let's say sickness and diarrhea you wouldn't really because that kind of stuff you can get somebody else ill okay so if that's acceptable why isn't corona (laughs) so that's what the way i feel anyway I know, I agree. It's, it's, it's a big argument for personal responsibility. Yes, I think it's just being, you know, accountable for your for your own, you know, actions and the way you, you know. Because if someone got me poorly, I, I would be a bit annoyed. <laughs> Imagine not being able to go to gigs again. 
I'd be really sad. How would that? How would that make you feel? Oh, I'd be crushed. Yeah. Like, what well, going on? On going on a bit. Just that. Just that experience of being agag everyone together there for the same reason. It's. I don't know. There's just something. Something you, you can't. You can't. You can't describe. Um, like the power of music. That feeling of that feeling of uh, being you know, when, you know when the lights go out. Mm-hmm. And then, like uh, lights go out. Like if they have an intro music when that comes. That out. anticipation, you know, that little bit of like that that little flutter in the belly. I'd say. Yeah, you can't put that. Well, especially when you're going to be in the pit. You know, it's going to go crazy. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. When you know, it's like, oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. And then what was the Scottish uh, chant again? Here we, here we, here we fucking go. There you go. Yeah, which, which <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, that, that, that doesn't, that does, does, does often drown out uh, any intro music with the, 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 the band right? on stage. Better, it's much better than Yorkshire, Yorkshire. <laughs> so much better. How many of your listeners are from Yorkshire? <laughs> Gonna, we need to tell you where we are. They're gonna be, they're gonna be remonstrating with you the next time. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, I was gonna say something, but I forgot. I have this habit of like, oh, I remember. I wanted to ask something, and then I forget. It's just like you know, one subject brings to the other, to the other, and we've been talking for an hour and a half. Well, I was gonna say I'm very, very conscientious of the time. So of any, course, any, I know you need you need to go and be an a, a, an adult. I know you. You need to go in and do adult things, yeah. like going out and earn money things. Yeah, yeah. So then I hope I haven't like you know. I hope you didn't have any like specific points. I've taken you off on these tangents. Oh, I'm um, I'm on the spectrum anyway. So when something reminds me of another thing, and then another thing reminds me of another thing, and then we will get back to it at some point. So I know, yeah. That's that's how my conversations go. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, it's how it's how it goes, and I'm not not ashamed to admit it. <laughs> no, no shame whatsoever. I could talk to people about music, about all types of music, everything. Yeah. When it comes to music and live events and uh, all that stuff, like I could talk f- forever, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would like to. Continue this conversation in a few weeks' time. Okay. If that's uh, if that's okay with you, where we can catch up. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, fair. in a few months' time, because uh, it's, it's sometimes it's really hard to find people that you uh, have the same interests. Uh, but obviously, you know, a lot of people love music, but uh, that they feel the way that I feel when it comes to like live music, you know? So it's, it's um, a cool thing to speak about and to uh, feel like you connect with someone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. So I'd be, I'd be up for a catch up in a, you know, in a, maybe a few months time. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll let yeah, you go I to go be an adult. Yeah. Yeah. We'll uh, stay tuned for part two. I do like a radio voice. I think. Sound like really posh. Anyway, I'm gonna off on one again. <laughs> Thanks so much, Ross, or AKA Petrol. That's uh, you're very welcome. I'll talk, I'll talk anytime. So 
of course. <laughs> Look, have a nice day. I know you have to work and stuff, but have a nice day anyway. All right, thank you. All right, All thank you. Too. See you later. Okay, bye. bye. Grab a cup of podcast with Cat Wright.